Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Your new radio home for K-State Athletics, 97.5 and 1240 KFH. It's that time, Sports Daily, getting all the inside information on Kansas State. Let's go now to the voice of the Wildcats, Wyatt Thompson. All right, and welcome in, everybody, to Sports Daily. Wyatt Thompson joining us for a weekly visit. Wyatt, we appreciate it as you get ready. Uh, are, are you in Lubbock yet, or do you guys go down tomorrow? We actually fly at 1 o'clock this afternoon, and as you know, it's uh, <laughs> the weather is a little bit dicey, but I think we'll be okay getting out, and it's supposed to be about 50-ish degrees there, so looking for, a little bit forward to that. 50 degrees. I bet it's windy down there uh, as a Texas oh, Panhandle yeah. native. Uh, it, it always yeah, is yeah. Uh, the beautiful southern part of the Texas Panhandle, a little below where I'm from. But <laughs> it's been an interesting yeah. story here as we look at, uh, you know, the Big 12, the way it's gotten started. Uh, a lot of the top teams have taken their lumps early. And here sits K-State and Texas Tech at the top, both winners in their first two conference games, both you know, it's the Scott Drew tree versus everybody else right now in the Big 12. They're 6-0. and Everybody else has a loss. But, you know, K-State and Texas yeah. Tech were pretty similar coming in, I think. Nobody knew, you know, a lot of what to think about them. And here we go. This is just feels like a, a you know, a marginally large game looming here for K-State to go on the road and try to get one. I agree with that 100%. I mean, you look at what K-State has done. Uh, 12-3, and 2-0 and in the league, and then 13-2 and and 2-0 and for Texas Tech. You know, I think everybody felt like Coach McCaslin would do a good job there and would have a, a real quality team this year, and that's kind of played out. But I think they might even be just a tick or two above what everybody had anticipated. Uh, and I say that based on their pieces. They've got a seven-foot guy at the rim who's been around uh, can block shots, uh, pretty good defender. Um, those two guards, Joe Toussaint and Pop Isaacs, have been really, really good. And then from the K-State perspective, um, I think we've seen maybe the Cats start a little bit slower uh, than Texas Tech when the year began. But, you know, over the last six, seven, eight games, they've they've gotten progressively better, and I think that they feel like they're, you know, not hitting their stride yet, that they've got a lot of growth in them. So, this will be a really big ball game, I think. No, no doubt about it. Wyatt, what did you take away from the West Virginia game? Uh, you know that that program is down ever since Bob Huggins left, uh, and it, but we know how tough of a place Morgantown is to play in. The Wildcats, it seemed like, kept their poise. 
And of course, they were able to come back and get the victory. What were your big takeaways? Well, I think when you look at the game uh, after the fact, I think you'd have to say that I thought K-State played decently well in the first half with maybe a couple of exceptions. Uh, There were, uh, from my perspective at least, a couple of ticky-tack calls on three-point shots that kind of got West Virginia going a little bit. K-State was the better team through most of the first half, and yet they were down at half by two. But I think the real adjustment came – you know, defensively in the second half, at least, with K-State kind of shutting down that three-point shot. West Virginia's not really a very good three-point shooting team. They're towards the bottom of the league. They were 6 of 12 in the first half, I believe it was, but just 2 of 11 in the second half. And then secondarily, K-State offensively, they kind of got what they wanted. They had 44 paint points. They just seemed to have a lot of quality paint touches and, and, and finishes at the rim. And I think everybody had a you know, a hand in it, uh, and and they overcame a couple of early fouls for Kaluma, um, which which was a big deal. And I guess the third thing I would add is, is and, and we've seen this over the last three or four games, you know, Dorian Finister starting to kind of figure some things out and, and getting a little bit more of an opportunity. But I was really thrilled for Jarrell Colbert uh, in that game at West Virginia. He didn't play a ton, but he had an impact, and, and he's such a good athlete and player um, you know, and, and, and coaches even said, you know, he's, you know, he, he needed to mature and, and get a little bit tougher. And I, I think he's getting there. So there were, there were some good things that happened when you, when you went in double digits on the road in this league, that's, that's, uh, that's big. Yeah, I agree. I I've gotten to the point, I think at least through January 12th, I would say that I I'm, I think I'm more impressed Wyatt, with the job that that Tang and staff have done this year than the job they did. I know they surprised us last year, but as we look back at the roster, they had a couple NBA guys on that yeah. roster. I, I, I think you yeah. could I think you could make the case with no offense intended to this year's roster that last year's roster was more talented. Yet, here we sit in a pretty similar place with some very, you know, disrupting off-the-court stuff with Naquan Tomlin, I think this is more impressive even than what they did last year. Now, I don't know where it ends up. They, you know, I don't, I'm not saying I think that sure. they'll make an Elite Eight run or anything, but I just think to this point, it's been pretty remarkable what they've been able to do with what they've been handed. I think you said that very well because we were all surprised last year, weren't we? I mean, K-State was kind of you know, off to a decent start, won some games in that uh, preseason tournament. But then they caught the eyes of everybody when they went on that road trip and won back-to-back at Texas and at Baylor. I mean, that that kind of catapulted them into a different stratosphere. And I think the what, what you're saying is absolutely right. It, it's it's such a great thing to have uh, the, the kind of impact players that K-State had a year ago with Marquise Noel and Keontae Johnson. But I think it was more than that. And I, I you know, I, I loved, and I mean that sincerely, I loved Desi Siddles. Uh, Ish Masood really had a, a, a nice role. I, I was sad to see him leave the program, but certainly understand it. So it's a good thought. And in this particular case, you know, I, I don't think K-State is as explosive as they were a year ago. I think most people would agree with that. And you're probably right in, in that these guys have, you know, done a really a better job with this group and, and still continue to do so. I, you know, visiting with Coach last night on the radio show, sometimes he says, I, I love visiting with him on, on a lot of different levels, but 
you know, he'll say some things, you know, from time to time that really, really grab you. You know, he, he mentioned as an, as one example, you know, I think everybody is impressed with what David Gasson has done lately, but you, you look at, you know, his numbers in the last four, I mean, he's even figured out to a degree, some of the foul shooting and, 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 and it isn't just that one thing. It's the, as we, as we talked about, you know, you, you got Dorian Finister helping out and you've got, if Jarrell Colbert could do even what he did the other night, right? And then Will McNair has been, I'll be honest, he, he's been a better player for K-State than than uh, what, what I thought he might be in the beginning. And Coach is the first to tell you he's just scratching the surface of what he could be and, and is understanding his role better. So there's a lot, of, a lot of meat on the bone still left, I think, for this team, so to speak. Let's talk about Tyler Perry for a second. One of eight shooting in Morgantown, of course. As I mentioned before, Morgantown is a tough place to play. But the shooting struggles continue for Tyler Perry. Is this something that you think he's got the leash to continue to try to work his way through? Are there any other options, anything else Jerome uh, Jerome Tain can do to help him work through this? Well, I think so. Um, you know, I'm, I'm probably not quite as down on, on the field goal percentage as, as maybe some are. Now, that doesn't mean my expectations weren't really through the roof when your coach basically calls the kid the best shooter in college basketball. That catches your attention, right? And, and I think maybe a year ago that was probably accurate. Um, I, I think his percentage, at least in part um, this year, is a little bit down frankly, because uh, he's taken a lot of very difficult shots, um, and that kind of tends to, to sink that number a little bit. Uh, I'm, I'm hopeful that that can continue to regress and go down uh, as the team around him is better, if that makes any sense at all. Um, he's still going to be a guy with the ball in his hands and what have you, especially with, with you mentioned Naquan, and I I. I talk about this all the time, but having Naquan out who might've been their best player and then losing Quez, who probably was going to be their sixth man. That's, that's pretty significant. So there's not a, you know, Tyler's going to have lots of opportunities. You just have to hope that they continue to grow around him and he doesn't have to take as many uh, shots. I mean, think about the other night. If you watch the game, he probably had three or four shots at the end of shot clocks that he just had to force up that had almost, zero chance to make or very, very little. Would you agree with that? I think that's the way yeah, I saw it anyway. I, I would. And it's weird too, because I don't know that they have a choice. Do they like, do they have any other well, option? They sort of, they sort of, and based on, you know, some of the circumstances you spelled out there, I think a lot of times you would say, all right, it's time to rein that in, mm-hmm. but they can't really rein that in. Like, I, I, I think everybody knows, like they just sort of need him to you know, be the sort of shooter they brought in, but at the same time, they're finding ways to win this game. I don't know how sustainable those two things will go together, but it's been okay so far. So what, like, what would be the point? Do you think where it's like, okay, that's enough. We can't do that anymore. (laughs) Yeah, it's a really good question. It's probably one that, that I don't know that I'm uh, sharp enough to answer really, uh, because I think he's still going to have the ball in his hands a lot. I guess what I'm trying to say is, is I think they're continuing to get better offensively. Um, and, and I'm, what I'm hopeful of is that he just isn't put in that situation as often. And I think there are times when, well, a couple of thoughts. One, we mentioned a moment ago that he takes some very difficult shots at the end of shot 
Fox situations. But would you also agree with the fact that he's passed up some opportunities too? I mean, I, I think back to the UCF game where there was one time he had literally a, a wide open three look with feet set and didn't shoot it and passed it. And when they went to timeout, all of the coaches got in his ear and said, shoot the ball. And then the next thing you know, he's on a personal 12 nothing run and ends up with 25. So I, I think shot selection, uh, I think this team, again, I, I don't like comparing the, the two, but last year I think it was easier for K-State to score than it is this year because of the obvious factors. This time it takes really everybody being a, a really a part of it. Um, paint touches, those types of things, ball reversal, good quick cuts. Um, if they're not doing that, and sometimes they don't, uh, then they struggle you know, a little bit on the offensive side. But when they're doing it, I, I think they can compete with anybody. Let's talk about the Big 12 for a second, Wyatt. Of course, in the Wildcats opening conference game, they beat UCF by 25 points. Then the Jayhawks yeah. go to UCF and lose by five. Uh, just another example of how wild and crazy this conference usually is. Do you anticipate that we continue to see that sort of thing as conference play continues? Well, I think it is a possibility just because, you know, I, I, I don't know how you feel about Kansas, and I'm, I'm certainly not necessarily an expert on, on them, uh, but, but I do watch and I pay attention. They didn't play to maximum level the other night, but give UCF credit in, in many ways because – Let's be honest, K-State jumped on them here, and I think they were in shock early and tried to fight back in the second half, and K-State took that punch and punched back and, and just ended up winning 77-52 and played one of their best games of the year. Um, I, I didn't think, in all honesty, that, that uh, KU played all of that, that well, but UCF has enough length and athleticism and the key was, is they made some shots and that place was hopping. I think that was the thing that maybe shocked me as much as anything. I knew the game was going to be sold out I, when, <laughs> when they were here. They were thrilled about that. Uh, but, but, I mean, that place was on fire. And I, I think that's going to be, you know, the way it is in a lot of these arenas around the league. And people expect it to be tight. I, I don't know if you thought Houston would win at Iowa State. I thought they had a great chance, but they didn't. So there's there's risk involved uh, almost everywhere for virtually almost everybody, at least to a degree, every time you go out on the road. You know, it's just it's just hard. I, Wyatt, we look at this game this weekend. Uh, we talked just a little bit about the, the, you know, the surprise maybe that both teams are. What have you seen? Have you seen any of Texas Tech? What What can we expect out of the Red Raiders? Well, I, I would say uh, that you f first have to start with Grant McCaslin, the coach, because he has them playing with a great deal of confidence. They're playing pretty free and easy. I think they got a real big-time shot in the arm when they wanted Texas to start league play midweek last week. Um, and, and then they kind of just blitzed Oklahoma State in, in game two, 90-73. to 73. Their guards are really solid. Joe Toussaint, a guy that K-State had interest in uh, from the portal, ended up uh, coming down to K-State and, and Tech, and he ended up there, and he's done a really nice job. But Pop Isaacs is, is just playing at a crazy level here over the last five, six games. I think he's averaging like 21-8 and is shooting the ball exceptionally well, and he just does so many 
things in terms of his ability offensively. Um, so those guys really um, have, have been very good. But there's a couple of other guys that I would mention here. Um, Warren Washington, their five-man, long, athletic, can block shots, plays really, really hard. Um, so, so, so there's three. And then the fourth guy is uh, Darion Williams, who was the Mountain West freshman of the year last year at Nevada. He, he's undersized as a four-man, but uh, you're, you're going to see Saturday if you watch the game. He's really active, plays hard. They're not the deepest team, but I, I think that, that first five, six, seven guys, they're, <laughs> they're, they're pretty legitimate. I kind of like K State. Sounds like uh, why you guys yeah, will yeah, have the lot. call, yeah. yeah, right. Like just get through with the start. I, I just if Tyler Perry starts shooting well, I, I am pretty interested in the ceiling of this team. So that game's at two o'clock. Uh, what do you guys have coming? Cover sorry, coverage begins at two o'clock, and then I think the game tips right. at three o'clock. Um, what do you guys have coming on the broadcast for us? Well, we'll certainly visit with. Uh the coach that has the scout assistant that has the scout and with coach Tang and just kind of talk a little bit about some of the crazy numbers of the big 12 too. I mean, my goodness, <laughs> I, we, we've talked about it here and I don't want to beat it to death, but I, I just think this overall strength of the league might be, we say this every year though, don't we? I mean, the, the, it's yeah, but it's bigger it's, now. So it's fair. Like there's more teams bigger. now, exactly so it's right. fair. Totally true. Yeah. I mean, I think when, when you, and then you kind of look at, I mean, I, I kind of kept an eye on this, and I'm sure you have too. You think about Arizona and Colorado and some of those kind of teams that are coming next year. It's like, wow, where does it stop? <laughs> but, you know, yesterday, uh, Coach Tang had a little presser, and one of the, the very first question was, what's it like coaching in the Big 12 right now? And he talked uh, about, you know, uh, what an honor it is. I don't know if you heard that or not, but it was really cool to hear what he had to say about it because I think he's thrilled for the opportunity to be here and coach in this league. And he's, you know, he's friends with so many of them, with with uh, McCaslin and and Scott Drew, and you know, all that all that kind of stuff's crazy. And it's the league is way good. I, there are some players in this conference that I haven't seen in person yet that I'm really anxious to see as we get going. Um, and I, I, hey, I asked Coach last night how many teams can get in to the tournament, and he said eight to ten. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Think about, I mean, I think eight will be pretty pretty darn good. If you get 10 of the 14, whew, that's, that's pretty salty, bud. 
Well, don't you? Don't you that's what that's what your mark is is trying to do here. I think. Sure. I mean, I'm just yeah. You know, a quick look at the at the net in the Big Twelve right now. Uh, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten inside the top forty-five. That's that right. would in a yeah. lot of years that top. I mean, that top forty-five is like you're you're talking about sort of that area that kind of secures your spot. There's ten of them in there right now. I I. I don't know what they'll do. I don't know if they'll actually put 10 in, but I think that 10 will deserve it, probably. Yeah, and I we'll just so have too. to see I, what the committee does at that. And that doesn't, by the way, that top 10 does not include Kansas State right now. I mean, that that, that right. 10, you know, they're, yeah. they're 11th out of the league right now in the net, and they're 2-0 and in the league. So take that for what it's right. worth. Well, sure. And I, your point is a good one because we don't know what's going to happen, uh, as an example, in the Mountain West. I know a lot of people don't really follow the Mountain West very much. But the way that league started, there were people talking about that league getting four or five in. That might be a little bit of a stretch, but I'll bet they're going to get three or four for sure. And yeah. so the more they get, it maybe takes an opportunity away. Uh, there are other leagues. I'm just using that as an example. But um, I, I think if you really look at, this, at the resumes and, and what these teams are doing, though, you, you can argue all day long that they could get nine or ten for sure. All right, Wyatt. Well, we're looking forward to this one. I think this will be an exciting game. It'll be a, a fun one, two similar teams. And, of course, you can hear the game right here with us on the home of Wildcat Athletics, KFH. Looking forward to it, Wyatt. Safe travels and enjoy the Texas Panhandle. Well, thank you so much. Looking forward to it because that place will be hopping. I know that. Two good teams. Oh, yeah. Here we go. We'll see where we're set. There we go. Wyatt Thompson. I said Texas Panhandle. I suppose it's the South Plains, technically, when you get to Lubbock. Uh, but we're looking forward to that call. You'll have pregame coverage right here, 2 o'clock. Um, you know, the weather's been a problem. Jad, real quick, we had a mess yesterday. Uh, so we have a traffic update that I think will affect a whole bunch of people, Jad, as we make our way out here. We just want to let them know what's going on there with with uh, with the north kind of, you know, loop area and, and everything else. Well, earlier or yesterday we got the – we got that uh, KDOT, uh, the Kansas Department of Transportation, had closed that southbound ramp from I-135 to K-96. Uh, the idea was that there was uh, potentially some washout issues. They were worried about uh, it not being you know, stable or safe, so they went ahead and closed it as a precaution. And as of yesterday, they'd said that uh, it was going to be closed until further notice. Well, they've opened it back up again. so It's further notice, yeah. which is great news <laughs> because that was a traffic nightmare yesterday. There's already so much up there, so we just wanted to let you know, uh, you know if, if that's a part of your plans, it looks like you will be able to include yep. that now again in your travel plans there. 135 south to that eastbound 96 loop. If you travel in that area, you know exactly what we're talking about, uh, but it is back open. All right, let's come back. We'll wrap up our number, uh, number one here on Sports Daily, and then we'll get into our football picks as we make our way through. Does anybody want to take the Alabama job? Uh, we got a couple of no's so far. We'll get into that real quick when we come back on Sports Daily. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. 
Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.